My name is Pastor Judd, and I am so thankful to get to worship with you and follow our Lord Jesus alongside you in your house church today. If this is your first time joining us, your first time being part of a house church, we want to say welcome. We believe the Lord has you here today for a specific reason. He wants to speak directly to you. As a community, we are dedicated to worshiping King Jesus. We're devoted to God's word and doing our best to love each other well. We're learning how to live in community and to serve together. It's about praying together. It's studying the scriptures together and putting it into action. It's being so captivated by him that we cannot keep it in a family. That's when these gatherings become this collection of praising King Jesus together because of how we've been spending time with him from house to house. Don't miss that. Praising our Lord, remembering what he has done, devoted to the small things because we believe something greater is happening. Family, we're so thankful that you are here with us and that we get to do this together. Last week, Dr. Cox shared with us that in 2023, the Surgeon General of the United States issued an 80-page advisory naming this as the single greatest public health threat in America. It's more dangerous than your physical health than, obes than obesity. It is more dangerous to your physical health than diabetes. It's more dangerous to your physical health than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And the problem, he addressed it, loneliness. It's a painful psychological state that arises when we don't have intimate and connected relationships and support systems that we need to thrive. And while only about 20% of people who are lonely feel comfortable talking about it, when asked anonymously, he told us, 58% of Americans say that they are lonely. Pastor shared that as followers of Jesus, we must be aware of this. These are people all around us. This warning was not to let our loneliness lead us into idleness because that's where it heads. And that part of God's cure for your loneliness, that's you listening to this right now, if you struggle with loneliness, part of God's cure for your loneliness is for you to be in the word of God, to know his word, to know his voice, to get busy in his word and to get busy with the work of God. We've encouraged you to join us as we go through God's word together this year to, to go with us through the Miami Valley Church reading plan for 2024. It's a daily reading plan that will take us all the way through the end of the year and we're encouraging you to read it, to take notes, take notes in a journal. Would you meditate on it, let it in and do what he shows you. Pastor outlined for us that in order uh, to not allow our loneliness to make us drift into idleness, we must acknowledge the presence of God with us, the purpose of God before us, and the people of God around us. So today, we're going to be talking about the presence of God with us. And I'm going to ask that you and your house church, uh, before we start today, would you read Genesis 18 out loud together and discuss the presence of God that you see right there in the text? There's going to be a timer that comes up. Go ahead, just hit pause. Don't rush through this. Take your time with this. Write down what you hear from that text. Take notice of how Abraham interacts with the Lord. Take notice of the dialogue back and forth. So go ahead and let's do that right now. Genesis 18, read it out loud together. Discuss how you see the presence of God, and then we're going to come back together. Let's do that right now.
Okay, so one of the things I hope you saw in Genesis 18 is how personal our God is. This is the Lord shows up and he has this interaction with Abraham and I, I hope you just found it fascinating. It said he finds favor in him and even tells him what he is about to do. Can you believe how incredible is that? This is the God we serve. But it's nothing new. We've seen this from the very beginning. And if you're reading along through uh, the reading plan with us, I hope that you saw this uh, on day one. Our God is personal. He is relational. He is intimate. From the very beginning, he has always desired to be with his creation in the garden, walking and talking with Adam and Eve. And he still desires to do this with you today. So as we think about loneliness in our culture today and how it's creating all of these effects in lives physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, relationally, the very first thing that we must acknowledge is this. We are not alone. You have a God who created you. You have a God who loves you. And you have a God who desires to be with you. Would you write that down today as you're going along? Write that down in your journal. I am not alone. God created me. God loves me. God desires to be with me. Write these verses down and put them somewhere uh, that you need to see them this week. If you're struggling with loneliness, would you write down the word of God? And would you just put it somewhere you need to see it? Maybe it's in your car and you drive in. Maybe it's at your workplace, right there on your desk, the place where the enemy just fights. Wherever it is, would you write these verses down? Number one, Deuteronomy 31.6. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God. Look how personal that is. It is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Psalm 73, 23 through 24. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. Do not miss that. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. Isaiah 41.10, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. Look how personal that is. He says, I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Jeremiah 33.3, he says, call to me and I will answer you. Look how personal that is. Call to me and I will answer you. He doesn't pass it off. He doesn't hand it down. He says, call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Look how personal he is. Not only will he show up, he's going to speak to you and give you insight and strength. Family, that is the God that we serve, amen? And this doesn't just stop in the Old Testament. I need you to see this is all throughout scripture. As we go uh, through this reading plan this year, you are gonna see how consistent our God is. He does not change. John 10, 27, he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. John 14, 23, Jesus again, he, he answers them. He says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Look at that. He says, we will make our home with with him. John 15, 5, he says, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I am them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Family, we must stay connected to Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. Revelation 3, 20, he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Look at that. He doesn't pass it off. He doesn't hand it down. He says, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Look at that. 
from Genesis to Revelation, from the start of the book to the very end, he desires to be with you. In fact, he is preparing a place for you right now. Have you forgotten about that? He desires to spend an eternity with you. So when loneliness creeps in, number one, we must acknowledge the truth that God's presence is with us. It's the exact opposite of what the enemy tells you, right? Which is a lie. If we acknowledge God's word as truth, then we must acknowledge the enemy as a liar and the enemy just continually will spread lies to just increase your loneliness. The enemy wants you to, to take this feeling of loneliness and attach the narrative. You are undeserving. You are unwanted. You are unnecessary. You are unseen. You are unheard. No one wants to be with you, including God. If you're listening to this today and that's you, maybe those are the exact words that the enemy has been speaking to you, maybe even this week or maybe even this day. Would you please hear me say this? Those are lies that are straight from the enemy who seeks to steal, who seeks to kill, and who seeks to destroy. Would you be honest today? Would you be honest with God and yourself about what you're feeling, about what you're hearing, about the lies that you're hearing? Would you write them down? Write the lie down right now, but I don't want you to stay there because that is not the truth. The truth is that you are not alone. The truth is that you have a God who created you. The truth is that you have a God who loves you. And the truth is you have a God who desires to be with you. Did you catch that? He desires to be with you. It's not obligatory. It's not forced. He desires to be with you. In fact, he is the one who invites you. The God of the universe is inviting you to be with him, to know and to experience his presence. So if you're feeling lonely today, if you're feeling isolated, if you're feeling undeserving today, and maybe you uh, are just feeling like no one has, has heard you, no one wants you, no one wants to be with you. Would you be honest? Would you write those down? Would you write those lies down? But I want right next to that lie, I want you to write down the scripture next to it. Pastor shared it last week, Ephesians 2, 4 through 9, that says this, but God is so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life. The enemy came to seek, kill, and destroy. He came to give us life. He gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And it's only by God's grace that you have been saved, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us has shown us all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Check this out. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. Hang on to that. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You Listening to this right now, you are God's masterpiece. How different does that sound from the lie that you're hearing? Hold on to that truth. Speak that over the lie that the enemy is just constantly speaking to you. When he says you are unwanted, when he says no one wants to be with you, hang on to that truth. I am God's masterpiece. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. My past does not define me. Do you believe that today? Family, God's word is powerful. And we need to be in it. We need to know it. And we need to be able to speak it over the lies that the enemy keeps telling you. 
He's inviting you to come closer to know him intimately. We started last year talking about rest. Remember in 2023, as we started the year, we we started talking about rest. Do you remember this? This is what the Lord wants to give you. He wants to give you rest as you start this new year. Matthew 11, 28 through 29, Jesus says, are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, uh, work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Because family, when we're feeling lonely, lonely, when we're feeling isolated, when we're uh, just feeling these things, we just become exhausted. Did you know that dopamine is an important neurotransmitter and it is proven to be one of the primary motivators uh, and determinant of human behavior, the things that we do and the critical component in the brain's reward process. However, when someone is suddenly missing a healthy amount of social interaction community, it disrupts their natural levels of dopamine. Instead of lowering dopamine, as some might expect out of feeling a good brain chemicals reaction to stress, loneliness actually raises our dopamine. But there's a problem. Having too much of this, it's linked to uh, becoming aggressive and uh, having trouble even controlling our impulses. Dopamine imbalances are also related to addiction. That's why we see so many addiction issues with loneliness and isolation. Along with this, it's been studied that uh, you'll get less sleep. You're worn out, less restful sleep when you're isolated from others. You're also more at risk for mental and physical illness when you're socially isolated. There's studies that have shown feeling lonely for far too long may be directly correlated with the rapid development of mental illness, physical diseases, and overall brain deterioration. A family from the beginning, our creator knew what was best for us. He knew that we needed rest. And that's what he desires to give us. That's right, your creator, the very one who formed you, the very one who gave you breath, he desires to give you rest. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. He says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Next week, we're going to be talking all about purpose, the work that God has made just for you. You listening to this right now, God, way before anything was even here, God purposed you. God purpose work just for you, things that you could only step into. And we're gonna talk about that next week. We see all the way back in the beginning of the book, Genesis 1, God giving his creation specific work to do. He looks over everything and it's not just good. Scripture says that he saw everything that he made and behold, it was very good. God created us for work and work gives us a sense of purpose and well-being. But would you agree with me? At times we can become consumed with work Would you agree with me that we can uh, begin letting the work just overwhelm us and overtake us and let it control our lives, leading to increased stress and straining our relationships? We get tired, we get worn out, we get burned out, and eventually we just want to collapse and give up. But God calls us to take a break from work. This is what the Sabbath was from the very beginning. It was, that's what it was established for, a day of rest. God set apart the seventh day as holy to help us enter into his rest and experience restoration. This is what the God of the universe wants to give you. The one who formed you, the one who breathed life into you, he wants to give you rest. God has set apart and he sets things and places apart to communicate to his people. Remember uh, when we went through uh, the book of Exodus last year, we looked at he set apart the ark and the tabernacle right there, the dwelling place where God would dwell among his people. He set it apart. We must acknowledge his presence 
And the same God today desires to be with you. He set apart his holy word, the Bible. He set apart his, his only son, Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer. He set apart a holy day, the Sabbath. And I wonder how many of us actually rest. I wonder of us how, ma how many of us actually take this seriously. The Sabbath was his creation. It is his creation. It is a celebration of God's complete and perfect creation. God intends that the Sabbath be regarded as something honorable. It's holy, something significant, not just for its own sake, but because of what it represents and who it represents and who invites us into it and who will join us there. Family, it's his kingdom's model of work and rest that demonstrates how much of our lives are to be spent in labor and how much of our lives are to be spent in worship. It's a day of joy. It's a day of rest. It's a day of eating. It's a day of restoration. It's, it's being filled with his word. It's being surrounded by people in fellowship, being around people, most importantly, being in his presence. It's acknowledging his presence. We must acknowledge his presence. It's remembering who he is and what he has done for us. This is something that we've been doing as a family. We're trying to do more and more as we shepherd our girls. It's intentional. It's saying we are setting aside this day. We're making a difference. It's going to look completely different. We, um, when we eat a meal together, we sit at a different seat at the table. We eat at a different. We eat a different meal than usual. The whole experience is different. We light a candle. We say a blessing over each other. We we read scripture together. We uh, tell stories during the meal about the God that we serve, the incredible things that He's done. Uh, we've talked about things that He's done in our lives. We sing. We dance. We enjoy each other's company. We praise the Lord who is with us. We must acknowledge his presence. He is the one who invites us into this rest. And what we've noticed leading our girls through this is that it, it completely sets the tone for the rest of our week. When we enter into this rest, it just completely changes everything else. Our creator knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly uh, what we need. He knew exactly what he was doing. Will you trust him? I wanna encourage you, if you've never celebrated a Sabbath in your home, would you make that part of your New Year's rhythm? I would love to give you resources or even things that we've done in our home, but I would just encourage you, just start. You don't have to have it all figured out. God's inviting you to be with Him, to set apart one day, to celebrate Him, to, to truly experience Him and the rest that He desires to give you and to worship Him. He wants to give you rest. Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling worn out? Maybe even believe in the lie that nothing you can do is good enough that you're not wanted the lord is inviting you right now to trust him and to join him in that rest he wants to give you life to recharge you to revive you to give you restoration he hears your cry he's seen your distress and he doesn't want you to live in the loneliness a lie of loneliness and he really doesn't want you to become idle because that's never what you were created for so he is speaking to you right now. He's inviting you and in personally to experience him, who he is, what he has done, and what he can do in you and through you. Would you listen to his voice right now? Would you trust him? Family, the most important thing that we can do to trust him is by placing our faith in his one and only son, Jesus. That the work that he did on the cross, taking away our sins, it was enough. Dying in our place, being placed in a tomb, being murdered on a cross, being placed on a tomb, being raised to life right now, interceding before a holy God on our behalf. That is what's happening right now. And we can rest in that. If you've never done that, I wanna give you that opportunity right now. Would you pray this simple prayer with me? And it goes like this. Lord, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. 
I fall short and I need a savior. I believe that Jesus came to this earth, that he died a death on a cross for my sins and that he rose to life. Today, I put my faith in him as my savior and I trust him. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just said that prayer for the very first time, I wanna come alongside you. Uh, I wanna walk with you and encourage you in your new life with Christ. You have new life in Christ. To the one who is wrestling, are you feeling worn out in life? Like nothing uh, you do matters. How much, no matter how much you're trying, it's never good enough. Let that verse from Matthew 11 just speak to you right now. Jesus says, come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Family, isolation and loneliness, they are real. I'm not gonna pretend like they're not real, they are real. Pastor shared that statistics with us. How many people are struggling with this? But just as real as both of those things are, the presence of your creator, that is real, who formed you and he wants to give himself to you right now in a personal and intimate way. You are not alone. God created you, he loves you, and he desires to be with you. But some of you listening to this right now, you, you hear it, but you're still not willing to move toward what he's calling you to do. You're still not putting your, your foot forward to step out in action, to step out in obedience. And I wanna ask you, why are you staying where you're at? Is your loneliness making you drift to idleness? What is holding you back from trusting him today? I wanna tell you something, I've been praying for you leading up to this teaching and here's my prayer, I'm gonna share it with you. God, as they hear your voice today, may their hearts be ready to move in obedience to your word. That's it. God, as they hear your voice today, may their hearts be ready to move in obedience to your word. For those of you who are stuck in loneliness and listening to the lie of the enemy, isolation dies in community. Let me say that again. For those of you who are listening to the lie of the enemy, Isolation dies in community. Stop getting stuck in idleness. Stop letting your loneliness make you drift to idleness. Isolation dies in community. God desires for us to know him, to serve him, to enjoy him, and become like him as a part of Christ's body. The more isolated we become, the more cut off ourselves uh, are off of, uh, from community, we miss out. We miss out on, on, on what is happening. And if you haven't made community part of your New Year's rhythm, I want to encourage you to get around people. We showed you a video last week of just some of the things that God has been doing in us and through us over this last year and what we got to experience because of his invitation. That's right, he invited us. We must acknowledge his presence and it's happening in community, praying together, sharing meals together, serving together in family. He is with us. Did you, notice it, did you notice it wasn't just a video about one person? Look at all the people in that video, each one playing a very crucial role in this beautiful picture of what God is doing, weaving lives together. This is the picture, together. You, you listening to this right now, you are needed. You are wanted. Your voice needs to be heard. You speak encouragement into others. God wants to use you and your stuff for his kingdom to be a blessing to others. But when we believe the lie that we're unwanted, that we're unheard, that no one wants to be around us, and we drift to idleness, we, we isolate ourselves and we miss out. So right now I pray that you would hear his invitation, that your heart would receive it, and that you would move in obedience to how he is calling you to live it out. 
Gamma, we got to participate in these things because we were ready financially. We were able to step into these opportunities and it is by God's provision and it is by your faithfulness. We've invited you to trust the Lord and do good by giving to the end of the year offering. We haven't set a dollar amount. We've simply asked you to go and to pray and to seek the Lord's face and ask him, God, what would you have me give? This offering is gonna be open to the end of the month. And I hope that you have been asking the Lord and I hope that you are ready to take a step of faith today, right now, and what he would have you give, eager to follow in obedience. You can do that right now by going to our mobile app, going to our website, or even our PO box. Have you forgotten God is provider? Family, I believe that he has already provided everything that is needed for what he is about to put before us. And he's looking at hearts right now to see who will trust him, to allow him to use you and your stuff so that his kingdom is put on display. Family, we're trusting that the Lord uh, is gonna provide. And we believe that he will supply every need that he puts before us, so let's be ready. Don't let idleness rob you of the joy of being a blessing. We believe God has a beautiful vision for his church and he wants to do things in us and through us that we can't even fathom. Just this week, we got to be able to bless three different families, some with groceries, some with furniture, some with other household items. Each one of them were so appreciative and couldn't believe that complete strangers would take care of them like this. As I was getting ready to leave one of the homes, I asked him, hey, can I pray with you to thank God for everything that he's provided today, acknowledging his presence. As I'm praying, we're all holding hands in this living room and the mom began to just burst out in tears and she's crying and she began praying in her own language, which I could not understand. We finished praying and she tells me, hang on. She holds my hand and she types up um, what she just prayed into Google Translate so that I can understand what she just said. She types it up and she holds up her phone and it reads this. You don't know what a blessing you have been to me and my family. I did not expect this today. I can never afford this. But God heard my prayer and now I have hope. God multiplied his blessings. May God bless you always. Family, look at what we get to be a part of. I wanna say thank you so very much for supporting this ministry. Together, we are impacting lives all across this valley, reaching people, reaching places, not only here, but all over the world that we never thought were possible. Starting right here in our hearts, moving into our homes and putting his kingdom on display everywhere we go. Glory to God. Let me pray for us today. Almighty God, Lord, we acknowledge your presence that is with us. God, you invite us to come closer to you. God, you are so personal. God, you say when we call on your name, you will answer personally. You don't hand it off. You will meet us there. Just as you've shown us, God, all throughout scripture, you are personal, you are intimate, and you desire to be with us. God, for the one who is struggling right now, with loneliness and isolation, the one who is tired, the one who is worn out. God, I pray that they would hear your voice, that right now you desire to be with them. God, that they would acknowledge your presence that is with them. And God, they would take you seriously when you say that you want to give them rest. Father, for the one right now who has heard that but is just stuck, who is not willing to take a step forward, God, the prayer. I pray that they would hear your voice. God, I pray that their heart would be receptive, and I pray that they would take a step in obedience right now. 
to what you are calling them to do. Father, thank you for the ways that you're working in us and through us and just the opportunities that you have given us, the opportunities that you have invited us into to be a blessing to so many people. God, even this week, God, you are good and we acknowledge your presence and for the things that you have before us, God, may we be ready. And so right now, for the one who needs to take a step of faith and trust you, God, I pray that that would happen right now so that your kingdom will be put on display starting right here in our hearts, into our homes, all over this valley and all across the world. God, you are good. We trust you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.